Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage, where I head out to a market in Mong Kok with French resident Christine Capio. Christine has been living in Hong Kong since 1986. She met her future Hong Kong Chinese husband in France before traveling here. Christine talks to me about her second book, Guaymoy's Hong Kong Wet Markets, a celebration of the variety of fruit, vegetables, meat and fish that's readily available at these outdoor markets. Christine also writes about the French markets she loves but left behind. So I always loved markets, you know, when I was small, maybe I was uh, eight or ten years old, my mother put me to the market. You know, we live in a small village, so there's no proper market there. So we had to walk because, you know, it's difficult to park on that day because it's a busy day, market day, you know, once a week in a, in a town nearby. So we walked for half an hour and I was helping my ma- mom carrying the basket, you know, with uh, the stuff, empty basket and then the full basket. It's once a week. And it's not only you go and buy things, it's also you will see your friends, your family, it's like a gathering, a social event. And on top of that, it's also we like to support local farmers. So it's like three things together. So it's really fun. And as a kid, you know, you also get to try adult as well, some uh, cheese, you know, cold cuts, you know, which is fun. Here there's not too much things to try actually in Hong Kong. I'm wondering, yeah, they should improve on that. <laughs> yes, yes. So I like to, to see all the displays, the way they put things. I mean, Hong Kong is because of the space, you know, the limited space. It's quite a different kind of display, but very beautiful. Try to hang things, put things on top of each other, sometime on the floor. You're absolutely right. I mean, we're just passing. It's always incredibly neat, stacked yeah. up, and quite a balancing act in, in certain places. But we've just passed a dried goods and dried meat store. And it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's I mean, organized. You, yes. And of course, you paint as well. And, and this is all eminently paintable, isn't it? All the yes. symmetry is lovely. Yes, 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 exactly. And you have the, the fresh food, like here we're in front of the tofu uh, bean curds uh, stall. And you have the fresh one, you know, and it's, uh, I really love it, you know, and uh, it's also... People shouting like that, calling, you know, to move away, you know, to give up some room to cross the road. It's lovely to see the fresh to- tofu. So if you come out of exit E, where we are, where I'm with Christine Capio is actually out of exit E and we've just walked up a little bit and we're walking through a very much a fresh food market. We've got the uh, bean curd here and I love, I, this will be a great source for me it's on the way to work because I often find, if you buy it in, of course, in shops, it's all in plastic. So yes, it's, it's, it's a bit, different it's, taste. Yeah. For me, it's very different. You know, it's like fresh milk and the, the, the milk you buy in a, in a brick, yes. you know, it's very different. And also you have specialized stores, like here we're in front of the garlic, ginger, ginger store. Many things here we're in front of the cookies, dried cookies, stuff, specialties from Hong Kong. So we have this one coming, I think, from Shan Shui. It's almond-based, you know, crushed. So this uh, stall is uh, 
here every day, you know. And then the peanuts and the ginger, the dried ginger, the glazed ginger. And then of course you've got your your regular eggs. Yeah, eggs. So as well, the display is uh, uh, here. It's uh, the basket, you know, flat basket. But sometimes it's like a pyramids, like you know. So it's amazing, and they don't fall. And, and tell me about size. the eggs behind. The eggs behind, how you, the one is the duck, the preserved duck egg. So this one has a salted eggs. This is Canton Road. We are the corner of Canton Road and Nelson Street. But as we go along, what I would like to know is a little bit about you so that our listeners understand that you've been here for decades. And this is your mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. book. So I've been here, I've been living in Hong Kong for 33 years. I came here in 1986. Uh, the reason I'm here is because of my husband. At that time, was my boyfriend. I met him. He was studying in France, in Paris. And he, he had a scholarship in the French government. And he was studying. He stayed three years in Paris. I'm not from Paris. I'm from a, a town you know, uh, close to Vienne. That's the place that I talked about, about in my second book about the market in Vienne, which is very big and quite famous. And it's about 30 kilometers south of Lyon. So Lyon is about 500 kilometers south of Paris. So I've been here here for a long time and I enjoy Hong Kong a lot. So I wrote a book three years ago talking about the reasons why I was here and why I love Hong Kong and the cultural shock and the differences between uh, my life in France and now my life in Hong Kong. The name is Kwai Mui's Hong Kong Story. Kwai Mui, because at that time I was a Kwai Mui. <laughs> now no longer a Kwai Mui, but a Kwai Po. <laughs> And uh, now that is uh, this year, I publish another book, which is called also Kwai Mui, but I'm talking about market, so it's called Kwai Mui's Hong Kong Market. That's available in both uh, Chinese and yes. English, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. For me, it's an education because you really know your stuff when it comes to the individual vegetables. At the end, there is a list of the most. I don't, I, I don't claim to know all the vegetables, not at all. But I've got. I've listed the most popular vegetables. We can find in we can find in at the markets here, and there's a name in English, in Chinese, Chinese characters, and also in um, Cantonese uh, pinyin. So there's no excuse to go not to go to the market oh, and try out. Back, yeah. Yes, and also the most useful vocabularies, you know, how to say, uh, uh, please give me, uh, you know, twenty dollars of pork ribs or whatever, because yes, the way people, local people, ask, order their food here. So it uh, it should help, you know, uh, you readers, and I hope you can uh, really practice and uh, go and have fun and and like Anne Marie just said, you know. You can ask recipes, you know, which you cannot do at the supermarket. And people will be very happy to chat with you if you need to just speak a few words, you know, and just ask them in Cantonese, I'd, I'd like this uh, winter melon, tongwa, and then how to cook it. And they will tell you it's good, you know, during the summer, you know, to, uh, to relieve your, remove the heat from the body and to put it with this and that. So everyone has his uh, own recipe and uh, this just makes very interesting. You at home, what would you say your cooking is? Uh, mostly Chinese. Uh, my yeah. husband is Chinese, like I said, and he likes uh, he likes Western food as well. But we we live in Hong Kong. You know, the market is full of lo- local vegetables, so it makes sense to have yes. <laughs> local food. Absolutely. What would be a, a meal that uh, your husband really likes? 
just the two of us, you know, want something simple, we will have some uh, quick soup, you know, because different kind of soup in Hong Kong. We have the, a lot, you know, the slow cooking method, which you need a lot of dry ingredients, and we'll cook for two or three hours, you know. So we in want one of those that. big pots. Yes. You know. <laughs> so this is good to do if you have a big family, you know, yeah. and, you know, you put some seafood, dry seafood, and very tasty. But we'll have a quick soup, like with uh, maybe pachoy, sometimes fresh pachoy, dry pachoy together, and some bit of meat inside to give more taste, a bit of and ginger. Do you use dried meat or do you use fresh? Fresh, fresh meat. And fresh pork meat. or? Pork, mostly yeah. pork, yeah, a lot of pork, yeah, we eat mostly pork, yeah. And then uh, sometimes we use with uh, beef, and, you know, with the lotus roots, it's also good yes. with the, the beef, you know, lotus roots, and you, you fill the whole of the lotus roots with uh, uh, green beans. Which is very lovely design. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. The I was going to say, there's lots of aesthetics yes. to all of this, isn't there? And you, as an artist, I mean, you actually you illustrate your book. Yeah, I did. I did. I did the illustration. And in my book, so I, I compare. I mean, I cannot teach local people how to go to the market. So it's it's, it's, it's my feelings about to let them know what they don't know, or maybe they know about French markets. And it's also good for the foreigners here or people who don't speak Chinese to experiment local markets and also for Chinese people to know what's going on in, in France yes. and why do I like it, I like them. And also when you talk about markets, you talk about food. When you talk about food, it's also the tradition, what we eat at festivals. So if you go like in Hong Kong, at, uh, before Chinese New Year, the market is a different uh, colors, different theme. You will have lots of uh, white turnips uh, hanging, uh, long cabbages, what else? The yes. dry sausages, uh, you know, all these kind of uh, festive foods, you know, you need to make the, the turnip cake and so on. So know, do you make turnip cake? Tonic? Yeah, I do. Hey. I do. I do. Well, I do a little bit. Small, small entertain. quantities. If you want a recipe, I give yeah. it to you. I always entertain ideas. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, uh -huh. I go and buy the turnip. But I like the turnip raw oh, anyway. Yeah. I just oh, make a salad. Yeah. But, oh, but, really? uh, yeah. but having said that, I always entertain this idea that I'm going to kind of make all of these. Yeah, you have to try. It's not that difficult, no. you know. most difficult part, I would say, is just to grate the turnip, you know. It's not difficult, but it takes time, you know. Yes. And you have to watch out your fingers. And then you can mix with pork or you can have vegetarian either. Oh, it? yes, you yeah. could, you could. You you could, you could, yeah. you could. You just omit the, the meat and just put uh, dried shrimps. No, maybe vegetarian. And then do you don't just have... get rid of the water a little bit. So do you have to sort of drain. Yeah, this you have to judge. Yeah, this is the the, the main issue. It becomes too watery. So it yeah. depends of your turnip itself. So every year is different. I mean, I mean, yes. <laughs> depends on what which you choose. If it's too watery, you have to not to add water. If it's not enough, you have to add more water. So it's a matter of quantity. For me, it's interesting also, when I mm -hmm. come to Christmas, mm -hmm. when you go around a market at Christmas, they'll have lots of uh, costumes that people can wear, but I don't really feel that Christmas makes a lot of difference to the type of vegetables, would you say? A Christmas in Hong Kong, I wouldn't feel it, but in no. Europe, yes, you will yes. have lots of oranges, yes. mandarins, pineapple, and you will have the time of oysters, you know, festive food, oh, you know. Really? So, in yes, yes. So, so we is, yes. is absolutely connected and to you Christmas. Can find, and you can test them at the market. Oh, yeah. Right. This, a little bit of champagne yeah, along with yes. Of course, we love for, I mean, you pay for it. We'll have a glass of white wine with champagne, oh, yeah. but white wine, you know, you know. And it, Can it, I it's confess that? Yes. I've never eaten oyster. Oh, really? You should. It's, yeah. Maybe the local one, maybe, maybe a best ones are cooked. They're delicious. But the fresh one, maybe from France or Australia, they're delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah.
I'm with Christine Capio at a market in Moncock. So if you go out on yeah. exit E, we're now on which street? Uh, it was Canton Road. Canton Road, yes, that's right. So it's a real, yeah, and it's a proper market. It's not tourist market. It's uh, basically, you know, you've got your basics in terms of tracksuit, trousers, T-shirts, a few hair accessories, but the rest is common and garden, fruit, veg, what you would expect from a market. You've also got compressed, uh, how do you say, circular tea, you know, yeah. when it comes looking like uh, a table mat, you know, yes. and uh, also plenty of dried goods, all your different types of eggs, including lovely proper duck, duck's eggs, weren't duck's they? Duck's eggs, yes. yes. And we have on the sides, you know, you have the main street, which is a pedestrian area, and on the side you have shops as well, which looks like market because they're up and everything yes. is on the street, so you have butchers. Yeah, it's a really good street actually for a wander down because you yes, and lots of kitchenware, which I always love. Old fashioned groceries as well. And a load of mops. And uh, chicken, live chicken. You know, this is one thing we don't have in Europe anymore, in France. And this is the place, you know, I, I wrote it in my book. So in my book, I lead you straight, I compare with France, stories happen at the market, one home. I remember 30 years ago, I used to live for six months in one shy, and I was. I could, I could tell the, I could see the, the lady you know, selling chicken and showing the, the chicken spot, you know. I said, what are they doing and growing the, the feathers at the back? You know why? Because they wanted to check, you know, if, the, if they had laid many eggs or not, if they were young or old. Ah, is that what that's about? Yes, exactly. So blow chicken yes, at the back? Yes, yes. Interesting, we can, they can sell parts, you know, like only kidneys if you want, fresh kidneys, uh, livers, stomach, all the... Um, Awful. Yeah, so on the innards, and, really. In Hong Kong, of course, you have uh, a chicken uh, fit, which we don't sell in, in France, yes. yes. So here, yeah, we've got uh, about three live chickens now that have been bound by their feet and hung upside down. And uh, they're now, uh, is that being weighed? Yes. While they're so still they live. Put it, yeah, they put it in this. Yeah, so we've got about, oh, I don't know, about... Hello, <laughs> 40 chickens here. Me, yes. yes. Uh, at the back, you don't really see it, but they are so they plucking, just, plucking the, yeah. the, the... And in terms of slaughtering the chicken, they just cut straight across the neck? I guess so. You cannot see it, actually, but oh, they it's behind. They don't oh. show you. Yeah. They just wait it here and then put it in this back room up there. And then when it comes and they are plugging it, here we can see them plugging it. I think they have a machine as well, you know. It's the like a plug. Yes, like a washing machine. You know? yeah. And then it comes back... Uh, clean and then this lady here is just chopping it in pieces yeah organic yes, organic so organic chicken is 180 and we've got about 10 and the chicken and this this is Chinese one and this one 200 same also China but better younger Younger, yeah, so younger is a tender, the meat standard. So, so you can select your, your, your own... Uh... So do you buy live chicken? Actually, no, I don't. I'm not afraid, you know, but uh, my husband is, oh, don't buy fresh, but I think I, I wouldn't mind really, you know. I, I wouldn't mind a lot. You cook it well and they are treating it, they are, you know, cutting it for you, so they have no reason to be sick and I think the control is quite strict in Hong Kong, so I, I, don't, I don't... Oh, it's very strict these days, I would imagine, because where I live in a village, they used to have the chickens. In my memory time, so in the 90s, and then of course we had bird flu in, in 98 and, and then I think bird flu again. Yes. So um, that was the end of that. And what we do notice in the village now is that we have more snakes and centipedes because the 
chickens would have seen off the baby yes. snakes and centipedes. Yes. So yes. I'm not saying that we're plagued, but the, yeah, you know yeah, you, yeah, do, yeah, you do see more. Yes. You do see more yes. reaching adulthood. Yeah. So we have this kind of shop. It's a, I think it's like they're selling Thai, you know, food from Thai because also we have a lot of uh, ethnic minorities in Hong Kong, different style of uh, cooking. So they need to have lime or a lemongrass. So this stall is specialized in Southeast Asian food. And also we have, it's not everywhere you can find, you know what is this? No. It's a bamboo shoot. Oh. So I explain in my book, there's three cans, maybe more, but what I describe the three main ones, you have the fat one like that, and you have the spring one, spring bamboo shoot, which is a bit longer, and then we have the horseshoe bamboo shoot, which is even fatter. And then again, you know, the first time I bought it, you know, the lady explained me how we need to cut the tip, because if you keep it, it's too bitter. I like to chat with uh, the sellers, you know, and ask them how to cook. And uh, and also, if you buy it today, you don't cook it today, it would tell you to wrap it up in newspaper and to keep it as fresh as, as long as possible, yeah. Summer is a time of all the, the goats, goats, melon, you know. Tonghua, you know, it's, it's good, it's a time. And uh, this pachoy, choisam, you know, the leafy ones, is the winter time, you know. Ah, okay. But actually, you know, most of the veggies in Hong Kong comes from China, and China is so big, you know. So maybe it's very hot here, but in the northern part, it's cooler, so they can still have some. So that's why we have. So you don't, you really know, you know, when it's in season nowadays, because all year long you can have a leafy vegetable. So what we, in the past it was... It was absolutely, yeah, and I agree. I mean, we've got some fresh cherries here at the moment, grapes, but I, I couldn't tell you which one. This ones is are. a local one. This uh-huh. is a Wong Pi. The yellow, what is the English name? I forgot, Wong Wong Pei. Yellow something, you know, it's kind of, you can see it's kind of olive shape. Yes. Brown, and it's a local food. Ah, I don't and know it. This is seasonal, and right. this is no way to find it in uh, winter. And next door we've got all sorts of... Dried squash fish, dried squash seafood. So is that octopus? Octopus, yeah. Yeah. Dried octopus, dried small white uh, baits, you know, the fish, uh, which is very good. You know, in Tai O, the fishing village, they have a traditional uh, dish. They cook it with steam it on top of the eggplants. Mm, It's delicious. (laughs) Delicious. And this is, again, I mean, fruit and veg is rather, is it is rather, rather beautiful? It's super chopped, beautiful, nice and neat. It's long beans, yeah. long beans, of course, a winter melon, lovely, you know, with this pattern, like a flower, you know, with the seed at the center. Yeah, so where it's been cut in half, yeah. I really want to, to draw them, to paint them. I've been painting yes. them for more than one year, and people are kidding me. What's your next painting? Markets? Oh, what a surprise! <laughs> Well, why not? There is so much here. So, with your with your book, yeah. who's your audience? Would you say? I hoping both, you know, local people, Hong Kong people, will buy it to learn about French markets. Yes. And because I also talk about French food, what ordinary modest family I was brought up in, uh-huh. uh, we used to eat, you know. The way in France we can at that time respect it, you know, we have a breakfast and brunch, proper lunch, lucky to have a proper lunch cooked by my mum, and a very light dinner, snack, you know, homemade snack, you know, and uh, sweet, you know, cakes. And uh, to, talking about it, do so with your mum was there? I mean, she would have gone. Housewife. Yeah, she would have gone to the charcuterie, boulangerie, you know, patisserie. Yes. But did she actually make yes. her own bread or make her own she cakes? She didn't make a cakes. Yes, yeah. bread no, because bread, you know, is kind of difficult. You need the right oven, 
and uh, it's time consuming and you know you need it every day you know so. do you miss baguette yeah I, I, I do I actually I make my own bread but it's not a baguette at all it's uh, an easy bread it's called a no-need bread okay. <laughs> I'm the lazy <laughs> kind and with a whole meal half whole meal half a white flour and uh, instant yeast. Okay, so you must have uh, actually, Christine, you must have learned it over the years. Give me a couple of, <laughs> give me a couple of market selling. So what are you saying? It's cheap, it's cheap, it's cheap. It's cheap, it's beautiful. Come, 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 please come. Where I come from in my hometown, I always love their, their market calls. They're just good fun a lot of the time. There's a bit of wit in them as yeah. well. So in my book, I also wrote these kind of things, you know, what the difference is, the way they shout, the way they attract customers, or they will say, uh, if you find a cheaper somewhere else, I give you a kiss. This is a kind of slogan, you know. Si vous trouvez moins cher ailleurs, je vous fais une bise. I'm talking with Christine Capio. We're here at Moncock Market. You go out of exit E. We're on Canton Road. It's super atmosphere. And it's just a, a normal day in, in Moncock, but all a whole huge yes. variety. Beautiful, actually. Beautiful products. I'm not seeing anything that's wilting. I'm not seeing anything that looks old. Uh, they're really fresh. Yeah, the pomelo leaves, they used to, it's a tradition. I mentioned it in my book about the rinsing your body, you know, to, yeah. to chase some I mean, evil or bad things, you know, at Chinese New Year, the, the day before. Uh, Chinese okay. New Year. So, so uh, you cleansing. Have a lot. Cleansing, yeah. ah, you have a lot. Yeah, you still for. have a little bit. Right. So this is Nelson Street, isn't it? Nelson Street, right. yeah, okay. we're at the corner. And this is Reclamation Street now, yes. close to La Rufa. So yeah, so we're just on the cross. So Nelson Street between Canton Road and also Reclamation Street. Let's talk a little bit about the French market side. Mm. So you describe to the Hong Kong reader just where you come from and what, what would have appealed to you growing up. As you yes. say, you grew up in a small village. Yes. So you had to walk half an hour to yeah, your to local market. Once a week, yes. And that was quite an event. Yes, it was. And especially it's, uh, it was and it's still on Saturday morning. And at that time, we had school on Saturday morning. So I could only go when I was on a holiday. So it was really an event, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, the whole center town is pedestrian on that day. And it's quite big. It's uh, more than 400 stalls. So spread all inside of the town. And you have a food and dried goods, flowers and clothes as well, you know, different areas, different uh, things to buy. So it's also, you know, market is uh, cheap things. But could be nice things, but at cheaper price. So we always have some chance to get new clothes. So I was very happy to go with mom and, and try the cheese and, and maybe meet some friends and uh, go to a coffee to have a coffee or drink, you know, siro. You know, kids, we have some, uh, you know, very uh, syrupy and fruity things. We add water, you know, which we don't find here. You know, this kind of thing. So I explained this tradition, you know, what we eat, what we drink. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, it's a special market, so I explain in my book as well, in a certain part of France where you go in winter time and you select your, your duck or your goose and you sometimes you select the whole piece or you just select the, you buy the, the, the liver. So if you buy the, the whole duck, you know, you don't know how big is the liver, but of course the price per kilogram is much, much cheaper. And you use the meat to make your own coffee and soak it with the fat, you know, and cook it very, very slowly, you know.
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a very yeah. French thing, isn't it? Very, yeah, yeah. Very. So we have I explained we have typical markets like this market where they sell only a duck. Uh, duck liver and goose uh, special area we have a festive market as well Christmas market which is only last for at most one month you know just before Christmas do you find that in addition to you cooking in uh, mostly Chinese food here have you done any kind of uh, is there any kind of French Chinese crossover that you can do I guess it is you know because I'm not Chinese and just pick up recipe from France from family members so over the years you know it's kind of a fusion you know like when I use tofu maybe I don't use exactly what maybe a, a local person would, would do. I uh, will add, I love, you know, this uh, mustard, uh, mustard cabbage, the pickled one. You know, you can see in the basins, you know, at the market. Sometimes they are spicy, soaked with a chili. They're red, you know, sometimes they are, there's no chili. And it's uh, lovely. You just chop it in pieces, a bit salty. So I will add it with, on top of the tofu and steam it. Or we'll add it with the choku, you know, the, the grass mushroom, the round one, you know. Quite small. Yes, and we uh, stir fry it with oyster sauce. Uh, you know, uh, Chinese food, you add a bit of soy sauce, a bit of oyster sauce, and a bit of sesame oil sometimes at the end of the, the cooking. And then it's, um, uh, for me, it's Chinese, but maybe for pure Chinese, maybe it's not perfect Chinese. So it's a kind of fusion. <laughs> I'm talking with Christine Capio. The author of Guaymoy Hong Kong Markets, and um, so we've been looking at uh, both French and uh, Hong Kong markets today, Christine. So, where do you normally go and shop? Now I live in Taipo, so I go to a Taipo Market, which is uh, you have the Indo Market, the government-run one, and which is beautiful, especially in terms of fish. You have a, I think it's the biggest, there's the highest number of fish stalls there, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Uh, you also have vegetables, but you also have the, the whole street all around, you know, you can buy. Well, congratulations on your second book. Now, uh, one Thank thing you. that I would like to tell our listeners is the fact that all, the, all your proceeds from your book go, go to NGOs. Yes, that's right. Uh, on my first book for Kwai Mui's Hong Kong Story, three years ago, I gave the, all the royalties to Hong Chi Association. You know, that's an association with uh, taking care and um, training uh, young people with uh, mental disabilities. And you're yet to decide which NGO for the yes, second one. Exactly. <laughs> do you sell, do you see yourself doing more books? Why not? Yeah, maybe books with more illustration and less words. Yeah. Uh, haven't decided the topic yet. Yes, but, of course, because uh, we haven't talked about that. You actually illustrate your own books. Yeah. Yes, I did that, and uh, so I hope to improve on the illustration parts, and uh, which needs a lot to to work and practice, and then. Uh, Hopefully, yes. Oh, well, thank you very much for today, and I'll wander around Bangkok. Yes. yes, thank you so much. My thanks to Christine Capio, who showed me around a market in Mong Kok. Christine is the author of Guai Moi's Hong Kong Wet Markets. Next week, I'll be talking with Hong Kong collector Chris Hall, who has one of the best collections of Chinese textiles in the world, including items dating back 2,000 years. There are robes, chengsams, and also children's hats and shoes, as well as women's shoes made for bound feet, all hand-sewn with beautiful embroidery. In the 1980s, some of the Tibetans in Nepal went into Tibet and started buying these early textiles. Also, one of the few places the Tibetans in Nepal with a Nepali passport could go without a visa was Hong Kong, because of the Gurkhas.
the Nepalese troops in Hong Kong. So they would buy these textiles and bring them to Hong Kong. And so I was in a very good position to buy these early textiles. I mean, when I started collecting, very few museums had any Chinese textiles dating before the 18th century. We were now seeing 15th, 16th, 17th century textiles in abundance. So I was able to buy some very good pieces, which you wouldn't be able to buy today. I got to know sort of the textile dealers who lived in Nepal. They would bring the textiles to Hong Kong, their first port of call on their way to New York or London where they'd sell them to other dealers. So I was able to buy things at quite reasonable prices and I saw an opportunity to build up a really great collection of Chinese textiles And I don't think that it would be possible today to build up a similar collection, regardless of how much money one has. And did any of it get sourced from mainland China itself? I have been buying some from mainland China, but mainly later pieces. For example, I've been buying Changsam, or Qipao, from mainland China. I remember going to Shanghai about 15, 20 years ago, And you could buy a Changsam for 100 renminbi, 200 renminbi. So I've built up a collection of Changsam. And in fact, the Singapore Museum will be doing an exhibition of Chinese fashion from 1876 to 1976. And they'll now be borrowing a lot of these Changsam that I've accumulated. One of the things they also want, which I'm sort of looking for, is a mouse suit collector Chris Hall there talking about his Chinese textiles collection and you can hear that interview next week. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage.